up everybody james reese of the cerebral fit podcast in today's episode the ramblings of mad men part one yes doing my first multiple part episode arc if you will uh i sit down with my second uh special guest on the podcast by the name of terrence bain me and terrence go way back we've known each other since uh, we were 12 years old we both attended highland junior high back all the way in the 90s and we've been friends ever since and um, we just had a you know good good old-fashioned conversation about many things uh, there's really nothing off topic for the both of us and in this episode we talk about cbd oil and marijuana it's basically the main topic of what you know how our take on it it's a you know our viewpoints and it's regards to sports and our own personal lives you know we both have experience in using marijuana and cbd oil cbd oil excuse me in um you know in a more uh, medicated process so you're gonna hear our takes on it our personal opinions or viewpoints from all across the board so this is definitely an episode you do not want to miss so tune in and enjoy the ride Alright, James Reese, Real Fit Podcast, newest episode is now here, and once again, I have a guest. I will let him introduce himself. I'm Terrence Spain, I've known James since we were in about the seventh grade, and I'm here to bullshit. Yes, and bullshit we will. Needless to say, we're going to cover a lot of ground on a lot of different things that cover fitness, uh, we talk a lot about philosophy and life and all that, so I mean, we'll cover the ground on what this podcast is about. And there'll be some things that you know we're we're two longtime old friends, so there's going to be a lot of inside jokes, oh, all yeah. that stuff. So and we'll, we'll there may be a little profanity. I'm not sure. A little? I've been known to cuss here and there. Here and there, I cuss a lot. I'll try <laughs> to keep it down, whatever. But yeah, I'll try, but it won't fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hate. It's Sunday. Is it championship Sunday or is that next Sunday? Well, next Sunday is AFC and NFC okay. championship, so I got ahead of myself. Yep. Yeah, we're just sitting here chilling. We got the uh, wild card. No, wild card was last week. What is it now? Division week? Yeah, divisional. Watching okay. the Saints and the Eagles. Saints and the Eagles. I the Eagles fall apart. Yes, thank God. Still, once again, I'm not. As we mentioned a bit ago, just not a big believer in that team. They're not. They're, they're just not complete. They don't have that complete feeling as well. No, they feel a little bit fake this year. Yeah. And so... And they look a little bit right now. Yeah. Once again, they'll probably afterwards, once they lose tonight, hopefully they do lose. They'll go back to the QB controversy. Who we, do we keep <laughs> Foles? Do we keep Wentz? Uh, I don't know. The secret answer is they probably need to find a third quarterback. Third QB. Of course, we could always throw in Colin Kaepernick. But I, <laughs> I think... Uh, I think he's doing okay. You know, I think he got yeah. paid, what was it, $112 million from that Niners contract? Something like that. I think he'll be, be very much okay. He might go play in that new league. Uh, oh, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. You know, he's an attraction now. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick, go out and play. Kaepernick throwing the T.O.? Ooh. T.O. went off on Twitter last night on Jason Garrett. I wonder if any Cowboys fans, how they feel about that. You know? <laughs> T.O. is like a very divided... He is. With those guys. 
you know, people love him. I, I'm sighing, so that's kind of like a, I don't hate the dude. No, I don't love the dude. I think he was a very talented joke. Yeah. And see, the talented joke, I like that, because that's something that, joke can be talented. It's just, when do they turn not into a joke? That's it. And, and that's when they can prove themselves on field and off field mm-hmm. to have the right mentality, the right work ethic. Work ethic's key right there because I'm not saying that he didn't put in the work ethic physically because he did. I actually went out and bought his book years ago on fitness and all that. It was, actually wasn't bad. He put in the work. The dude yeah. was a, uh, I don't want to use it, well, I'll just use the term genetic freak, but he took care of himself. It was just more of the mental aspect, I think, that. I think there's an element of putting in work that becomes associated with how you interact and elevate those around you, though. Yes. And that's not something he ever really worked for. I would agree with that. He didn't make any of the other players around him better. You know, you don't hear... I mean, no. maybe, and, and there probably is some you know players out there who played with him and said, yeah, he may be better or whatever, but even towards that tail end of the career because he was, you know, the Niners... Cowboys, no, Niners, Eagles, Cowboys. He had that cup of coffee in Cincinnati, Buffalo. Got signed with the Seahawks, and then they cut him. Yeah. I think that was it. I believe so. I mean. Which, at that point, it needed to be it. Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, I think just after Dallas cut him, I think that was it. It was just kind of sayonara, I mean. He'll yeah. still be in the league. I, I know I drafted him in fantasy a few times after that, just because, you know. Cause, <laughs> you know. Kind of the same way I took Josh Gordon this year. Yeah. This jo- well, you know, you, you, you strip the, the Hall of Fame accolades. You strip away the problems. Who's more talented, Josh Gordon or T.O.? Well, we saw a lot more of T.O. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see much of Gordon. Yeah. He had one season that was incredible. And if he could have consistently spread that out across years, yeah, it would be a hell of a conversation. But you have to give T.O. a little bit more credit there. Yeah. For all his problems, he kept his shit together a little bit better than Gordon did. He did. You know, I, I don't see. I don't know if T.O. even drinks or smokes or anything like that. Uh, actually, I'm not even sure on that. I think he's. There's no telling with that. I mean, um, you know, going back to Gordon though, you know that. You know, Gordon almost has become synonymous with, okay, if Josh Gordon brought up, there's always that marijuana thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the other problems that he had, has, whatever, whatever's going on, you know. And so, like, and we've talked about this before with, you know, drug testing. And not just in football, but in UFC, too. In NBA, oh, yeah, too. all across the spectrum. And so, like, like CBD, marijuana... It's such, you know, it's so different than when we were growing up. How we were still in that dare generation where it was this, this is an evil thing. Mm-hmm. This is something that you shouldn't It's be a with. gateway drug. Exactly. You'll be on heroin within two weeks. Mm-hmm. Heroin, meth, all that crap. And like everything else in life for the most part, science mm-hmm. comes into play, technology, people find a way. Wait Shines a, a little bit different light on things. Exactly. And so having that light has definitely, you know, you know, as a personal trainer, like seeing CBD basically be infused in damn near anything now, especially yeah. like BCAs and just 
all sorts of stuff, you know, makes me wonder it, if it's in the fit, fitness mainstream, it begs the question, when does marijuana become, and we'll just focus on the sports aspect of it, essentially medical marijuana, when does it become essentially depenalized and all that? When do you think that that happens? Mm. It's going to vary regionally. You're going to see, I think the states are going to continue to yeah. get us there slowly but surely. Make a step this direction. Yeah. Not even quite legalization, but you've seen some go with decriminalization yeah. in general. I would say within the next five to ten years, you'll see a nationwide a pretty, pretty large change. I would agree with that. I think once it gets to that point where more and more states are doing it, that's when the NFL, the NBA, I think the NBA first before the NFL. I can see that happening. They'll go that route. Um, Throwing in MMA, I think most sports in general will just kind of like treat it almost like alcohol. It's like just don't show up to the game drunk, don't show up to the game high. I mean, you know, because CBD I found to be quite... It's an interesting, uh, it's interesting. And I'm still not necessarily 100% convinced that it works, you know, fully. You know, placebo comes into play. The there is a certain placebo effect, yes. I think. Because there's a, there's a vast difference between CBD and the percentages that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And some of the effects I've heard claimed. But I think I know, I've known certain people. Then it did have a vast improvement on them, whether it was placebo or actual. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine's dad was able to work through the use of CBD oil with his back, and he was not able to work without it. Exactly. And see, uh, my own father, we, back home in New Mexico, you know, we, we ventured into that. We went to a shop there in Hobbs. He got it. Um, he, the day we took it, he took it. I took it too. You know, he felt you know, different. He was able to, he felt, you know, in his right hip, go down his leg, he took it and mm-hmm. he, he, he said, you know, immediately, he, well, I, won't, I don't want to say immediately, but he felt the difference. Now, of course, placebo came into effect. I would say, however, you know, as I told him, you know, you have to keep it consistent, like any workout routine, any diet routine, you know, you really won't see the differences, true differences about four to six, eight weeks into it. Yeah. And so, like, CBD is expensive. So like oh, yes. in Hobbs, it was like six bucks a water bottle. So mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't fit that. You know, I'm not, yeah. exa- you know, I'm not exactly middle class, upper class. So I have to, you know. And I made mention of it. I mentioned it on the podcast. I mentioned it, you know, on the blog that this isn't a, you know, this is just a kind of a, an introduction, if you will. I would need a month of using this stuff to really truly see if it's actually increasing, you know, my recovery rate. You know, my inflammation goes down and whatnot. Um, Like the BCAs, I think we talked about, I mentioned to you, that I had. That was really the first time, first and only time thus far that I would say that having, you know, 35 milligrams of it, it made, I I felt the difference. And I truly did feel the difference because, you know, as I take BCAs pretty regularly, it it didn't, you know, it, it maintains that energy. Stop it. It maintains that energy, but... When I took it with the CBD, it was very much a relaxed feeling. Oh, yes. Almost very, very smallest doses of when you are high or when you're even, you know, a little tipsy. So, further testing needs to be done. Exactly. (laughs) 
but only when my wallet and bank account <laughs> will allow. Yes. So Complete Nutrition in Lubbock, Texas, if you do need a, a tester, you know, give me, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> no <laughs> freaking problem. But, you know, like, and we've talked about this plenty of times with marijuana and, and you know, like medical marijuana. It's still very much, I feel, gets a bad rap when it comes to the more, quote unquote, conservative viewpoint in its uses, like, in your own personal opinion and story, what has it done for you? Oh, it's it's basically changed my life. The benefits I've been able to find through the use of just marijuana, from any anxiety, any stress, any depression. I used I was actually for a good long while I was on blood pressure medication. Oh wow! I had high blood pressure. I no longer have high blood pressure, and marijuana has played a pretty large part in that. Wow. I didn't know that. It, I mean, there's just, you can gain so much just from the use of it without having to go towards Big Pharma's door and yeah. get on 15 different medications. It just, it's a life-changing deal for a lot of people. Hell, I can sleep. Yeah. Which is something I'm not able to do otherwise. Yeah. I remember the days when you did not sleep. <laughs> I'd go to them three days. You know, two, three days and... You know, when it comes to sleeping and stuff like that, I've honestly really never had that problem. I know my mom, she's had trouble sleeping. She's always had bouts with that. But I inherit, my dad, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. You know, he can just sit on a couch wherever, fall asleep mm-hmm. when he wants to. I'm not quite at that point. I don't know if I ever will be, but um, well, maybe when I'm older. However, um, since I've partaked in just, you know, the uh, CBD and marijuana, mm-hmm. I have found that my sleeping has been significantly better, you know, way better. You know, I'm sleeping sounder. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say my dreams have gotten a bit more explicit. <laughs> well, it, see, I say explicit. explicit. All right. I say explicit. Now um, we're going the right direction. Yeah, we're going. Uh, explicit <laughs> in terms of details. Cerebral sex dreams. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Definitely, you know, way more vivid. Which goes into <laughs> oh boy, but I mean I do sleep better, and I obviously you know when you work for the government for nine years, that kind of hovers around. I say kind of, it hovers. It's a cloud mm-hmm. above you, in which you know for nine years I'm trying to maintain a role in the United States government, but at that same time I'm trying to advance in it. And, of course, the drug screening is a part of that. They frown upon anything that's really uh, just counter to what the main mission is. So, you know, I couldn't partake in that. And, of course, I remember years ago when I first, you know, did smoke marijuana, tried it. The experience was very, um, if I had to describe it, I don't know. It was uneventful. Uneventful. And it didn't convince me that this was something, oh, that's not cool. So I didn't, I didn't smoke it. I didn't really deal with it. I mean, I caught a lot of people with it. I don't know how much, you know, within DHS, TSA that I caught. Yeah. It was a lot. But outside of it, I just was like, when you have that first bad, well, bad experience, whatever, I didn't feel the need to go do it. Mm-hmm. However, later on, you know, I kind of opened up to it a bit more, especially on vacation or whatever. And I can say that now because I'm no longer with the government. <laughs> so, you know. Um, that's when I truly felt the effects of it. And so 
I carry on when I get out officially this last time and only, you know, the very last time I'll, I'll, you know, you know, get out of the government. But then I really truly saw the effects of it and where it didn't became and where it was more of a medication, if you will, than an actual drug. Exactly. And I saw it for those holistic properties in which, I mean, I was like, wow, why, why is this illegal? Oh, it's mind blowing. Why, why? And when you jump back into the aspect of UFC fighters, NFL players, NBA players, yeah. just all across the sports spectrum, they're not allowed to smoke weed. Yeah. What are they preventing them from doing? Yeah. They're preventing them from having a little bit easier time mentally, yeah. some stress relief, some anxiety relief. Yeah. It's not even helping them recover more. It's simply allowing for a little bit more mental relaxation. Yeah. And honestly, at times, I guess you can say it helps with the body, too. It does, you, you know. Relieve the tension that you've yeah. got stored up in your muscles. It does. Maybe that would help you recover quicker. But I think they're looking at it from a completely different viewpoint, not even along those lines. They're looking at it like a taboo, yeah. breaking of society's norms type of thing like it makes them bad people which is mind-blowing to me yeah it doesn't make them bad people I mean I think it's such a you know you can always go back to the 1980s with you know the always say no thing I think the biggest problem right now when we go to the current culture machine that we have pop culture culture in general is that we're trying we, we sometimes reach back too much in terms of that era especially the 1980s and dare I say even the 90s you know yeah that was then but now it's like we with technology and science it has shown a greater understanding of yes the reality of the situation yeah. instead of the story that's being thrown at us you know and we we tend to want to cling on to that old story we, more than the actual reality of it. And the reality is, is this is actually helping people. A exactly. Lot of people. In a lot of ways. Very much so. Hemp, CBD, weed, and the fact that you're essentially keeping them from truly getting better, to me, is the true criminal act of all of this. Perpetrated exactly. by state, local, federal government laws mm-hmm. that are outdated, archaic. You need to let that go. Yeah. Like going on a bit of a political into here, you know, when Jeff Sessions, the actor, or was the attorney, uh, attorney general, was very much in line with that old-fashioned, you know, weed is bad, oh, yeah. that type of stuff. So I was, you know, when he left, I was actually, you know, okay, fine, let's get someone that's a bit more contemporary mm-hmm. and open to the idea that we need, maybe need to rethink our approach on marijuana. Yeah. Because even in undergrad and grad school, we saw that if you do, if you were to legalize it, it would put, not just potentially, but most certainly reduce crime. Oh, yeah. It, it has shown to do so. Yeah. In most situations where it's been on a broad scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could go to Washington. We can go to Colorado, California. Uh, I think New Mexico will pretty much be on that list here pretty soon. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just medically. Yeah. They're not recreational, mm-hmm. which it needs to be recreational. I mean, it's, it's such a... Texas, on the other hand... I mean, we've we've talked about this with a friend of ours. Twenty twenty seems to be kind of maybe in his in his opinion, and I do t- and I do agree with his opinion. Twenty twenty, I think, is when Texas will open up to the actual idea of it. But I think that that openness will be brought on by the capital that they can make from it. The yeah. fact that wait a minute, 
you can actually make a lot of money? Yeah, you can. I mean, clearly Washington, Colorado are proof of that. Yep. So why don't you just loosen up a bit? Exactly. You know, because the baby boomer generation, the, the, the people that were in their prime in the 1980s mm -hmm. or 90s, well, you're not that young anymore. No. You're like the rest of us, we're getting older. So we now, you know, it's since I've partaked in marijuana and CBD, I haven't turned into a delinquent. No. I haven't turned lazy. No. I'm not going out and being, you know, acting a fool, being a criminal. If, if anything, it is. And we all got stress, we all got anxiety, we, we all, that's life. Exactly. If anything, it's been more, it's been all positive. Yeah. I haven't had a bad experience with it as of late with marijuana or CBD. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I continue to, in my own little journey here with personal training, fitness, and just life in general, I'm going to explore more of that to see what else it can do for me and where it can take me. And, you know. It's just such a. It's it's frustrating when you really do think about it. Like, oh yeah, it is. This is still illegal. It's like, my dad's a vet. My dad, you know, he's sixty one years old. You know, he has a CDL and stuff like that. But like, he's in pain. Yeah. Twenty five years in the oil field, military service, and just working since he was six years old has caught up with him. Mm -hmm. He needs something that I feel, and I'm not a big ibuprofen guy. No. I don't like taking ibuprofen or aspirin. I really never have. Um, Holistic, you know, I mean, it, it was this old Cat Williams joke, uh, you know, weed is just, a, and this isn't verbatim, of course, but like, <laughs> it's a plant that just so happens when it's caught on fire that can make you feel good. Yep. And so that is something that we seriously just need to really re-examine across the board. Sit down and have a logical conversation, keyword logical. Let's leave religious ideologies out of it let's leave the past out of it let's talk in the now that is true and so that's where i hope that um i mean i just hope the current policymakers and maybe the up-and-comers that are coming in especially on both sides of the you know if you're a democrat republican libertarian whatever the hell you are really look at that yeah but we're also up against really the I'd call them adversaries of the people involved with the prison system, oh. as well as Big Pharma. Mm -hmm. Those two things alone, there's they do they've got their own anti-marijuana lobbyist, yeah. and I guarantee you that they donate to a lot of campaigns. Absolutely. In order to keep the money rolling in, so to speak. You know, when we say that, uh, I'm reminded uh, years ago. And I'll be saying this for the rest of my life. Back in 2004, Chris Rock came out with an HBO special called Never Scared. And essentially, that was the common, like the catalyst for me from going, because we, we both, we were in high school, we were young Republicans, whatever, we remember that. Yeah. We campaigned for political officials, you know. They very for, weird to think about now. It is very weird to think about now. Very just, that's you know, oh wow, how people grow. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching that straight out of high school, you know, just reading, and then it really got me thinking on just the broader level of how things are. And so, you know, uh, damn, I've already lost my train of thought. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it just expanded my mind 
on so many different things that whatever I was taught in high school was one thing. That's the baseline. But there was so many gaps. So many. It's like a diet. All of our diets. We fill it with the micros and the macros through wherever we, we eat. Yeah. But there's so many gaps that are not being filled. Exactly. So you fill those gaps more, you know, your your baseline, your 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 foundation is better off. You and get so stronger. you know <coughs> that that was kinda like a the big time catalyst when I started to reef the seeds were planted. Yeah. To really look at a lot of things differently, especially when it came to more conservative side because you know I still have my well that's bad you know not saying I was a goody two shoes in high school you know that I wasn't no I definitely wasn't either. you know but it certainly got me on the I feel the right track and so years later you know through that remembering what I was from that comedy special by Chris Rock one evening after a Texas Tech football game and this is just weird this is just me being me I had a few beers, whatever I had, and we were at, we were at a dorm room, one of, I think it was Mark and Raymond's, mm-hmm. shout out to Mark and Raymond, <laughs> and I was, had this piece of paper, we were watching football, and I had, I just went out and, de- and developed a theory on a piece of paper, of why, you know, marijuana's illegal, and this, this, and that, and I connected it to the prison systems, essentially, that they were the big... Really? Yeah, I did. And I remember (laughs) showing it, like, this is why we can't. And it was completely outrageous. I was completely just, you know, was I sober? Hell no. But that's where my mind was at. And so I remember showing a friend of ours' girlfriend at the time this paper... You know, and she kind of just like, this is crazy. Like, why would you think that? Why would you think that they're holding back? They don't want to legalize it because it would increase the wealth of, of, of minorities. And, and what? This is preposterous. And I'm like, I don't know. This is my thought. Well, you were on to something. So. I was definitely on to something. And it's just certainly, I feel, I, I'm kind of vindicated now. It's like, mm, you know, maybe slightly vindicated. I don't want to say completely vindicated. But, I mean, it... it I'd say you got more of the target than a lot of people would have told you back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just you have to think outside the box. And, exactly. And that's a problem with people in general these days when it comes to just every anything and everything. Honestly, you know, even in my field, you know, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a on it foundations trainer, and you know, I'm in Lubbock, Texas. So there's, you know, in my experiences thus far, you know, when you run into these different trainers, a lot of them. Or cookie cutter. Oh, yeah. And I can say this with complete confidence is that there are a lot of them are just cookie cutters and not looking to truly expand upon their knowledge set. Yep. Now, I got a tattoo in my arm that says to strive to seek to find and not to yield. That's through uh, Tennyson. He said that. And, uh, you know, I got that tattoo to my arm as a daily reminder to mm-hmm. go out and seek knowledge. But I'm not always going to know everything. Oh, dude, we can't know everything. We can't know everything. That's not in the cards for us. It's not in the cards, but you know, you're going to run into that occasional asshole who's like, oh, man, I, oh, yeah. I know it all. It's like, do you though? I mean, but it's just such a, it's just that daily reminder that, you know, as much as I do know, and I'm not a dumb dude, but I should continue to go out and learn as much as I can. So that's why as a trainer, 
you know, I go out and get this certification, I get this other certification. I'm trying to expand that because from a, per, you know, even from a personal side, it means that much to me. But from a professional side, I have to continue to get those edges, you know, for me because yeah. financially I'll be better off. Exactly. And you need to be trying to walk out of each day better than you walked into it. Exactly. So that's, that's you know. If you're not doing that, you've become complacent. Yeah, complacent, and then that's when mediocrity sets in. You settle. Exactly. And my own, my mom was, you know, and my dad were the ones who ingrained that in me. It's like, you do not settle. Do not settle at all. So, you know, the term, hell, we graduated from the class of 2003. We were with the nickname the overachiever class because we were actually, all, all of us as a collective, were fairly intelligent. You know, we were, I did not overachieve, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> not even a little bit. I saw you in school maybe five times. You That's know, the way it normally feels. Here he is. Yeah, I went ahead. I was against the grain a little bit, so my achievements were not so high. But you were still pretty. Oh, I was intelligent. I'm yeah, still yeah. intelligent. Yeah. I just wasn't there. Just wasn't there. Doing his thing, which I can't blame him. You know. At the current moment, the Saints look to be ahead and to have this locked up against the Eagles, which I am perfectly fine with. So. Because there is that small part of me that just despises them. I say small part, I think it's pretty big. But nonetheless, uh, there's Nick Foles consoling him. <coughs> Who James hates. Yeah. For no apparent reason, I'm still trying to figure that, like, that shit out. But, you know, going back, you know, we, we kind of digressed a bit there. But, like, uh, you know, there's the drug thing. It, it's such a... That really could change the way for sports is done. Oh yeah, and even in sports on a, all across all levels. I wonder if the allowing the use of marijuana wouldn't have created an ability for Josh Gordon to have a successful NFL career. Honestly, that's a that's a very very good question. I think that you know if you allow these players, you allow these 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 individuals, these talented individuals collectively to, you know. Well, here, use this. Yeah. Because this is going to mentally keep you in check. This is going to help you out. I mean, I say this, I'm drinking a beer, yes. But, you know, weed is far better, in my opinion, growing opinion, and, and, and just that, than beer. Oh, yeah. You know, because alcohol, you do wake up with a hangover. Yeah. You know, I know I do, and I hate it. Still. Alcohol, to an extent, is poisoning your body somewhat. It is. It is. Whereas for marijuana, I don't, I don't have that problem. No. You know, and I can honestly see myself. Marijuana leaves you more rested. It does. Uh, like this, uh, like I'll admit, this morning I woke up, felt pretty good. Mm -hmm. Had a great workout. You know, it was um, great. You know, you just, you wake up when rested. Now, going back into college, you know, Saturday, what I would do. <laughs> After a long Saturday night, I would go to the gym the next day and I would just beat myself up. I'd sit in the sauna for two hours. I could smell. Mm -hmm. I could smell it coming out of me, especially during cardio. So, oh, yeah. You know, um, have I had those moments as of late? No. But I always remember those from the beginning because it keeps me on that mm -hmm. track of, hey, you know, calm it down, whatever. But, you know, I... Let's just hope, you know, honestly, I think the, the sports in general, American sports, I'm not even really too sure how, 
you know, when we go across the pond or whatever, what are, what are their rules on marijuana? I, I honestly want to think that they're probably a bit more lax on it because it seems to me that when you go across the pond to Europe, maybe even eight, uh, mainly Europe, that they're a bit more, eh, with a lot yeah. of things are just a bit more like, they've been around a lot longer. And a lot of people here in the States take that for granted. You know, we, we, we kind of have this natural built-in thing. Oh, we've been here forever. We really haven't. No. You know, and none of us have, but I mean, Europe, their civilizations, their societies have been around mm-hmm. a lot longer. Exactly. So they tend to me, in my opinion, are a little bit more ahead of the curve in terms of certain things. Not all things, but... They're a little more progressive. Progressive. Yeah, progressive, and so... Currently in the political climate, progressive is still kind of um, turning into almost a four-letter. Well, in the same vein as a four-letter word, you know, we don't want that. We want to. We want to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't we keep it the same? Keep it the same. It's like, sorry, that's not life. People, you know, we we progress as an adult. We grow from a child to a fucking old person. If we are fortunate to live that long, mm-hmm. we don't stay the same fucking age we don't stay the same set you know we don't, that's not our state of life yeah my dogs do not stay puppies for their entire lifespan they grow up would it be cool if they stayed puppies sure you know be adorable whatever they'd be shitting everywhere they're prison, but but they grow up what makes ideas and societies as whole as a whole immune to that watch that 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 type of thinking just needs to no, it takes people out of their comfort levels. Yeah, which, I mean, people in general just, well, we all like being comfortable, but, you know, there's going to be that smaller lot of us who are, you know, I've used this term before, but I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. It's okay. You know? Being uncomfortable means you're growing. I'm growing, and so, I mean, uh, I think the day that I feel like I've known that I've come to acquire all the knowledge I can get is probably the day of my last breath. Which, that could be tomorrow, that could be next week, that could be 24 years from now, that could be, fuck it, could be 50 years from now, there's no telling. Um, but whenever that point is, will be the last opportunity you do have to learn. Exactly. Well, there you have it, folks. That was the end of part one to the ramblings of madman i really hope you enjoy that episode that was um our honestly you know from my viewpoint one of the more real episodes that has been on this podcast um you know when you know you're in this field of personal training you're in fitness and just in real life in general it's hard for a lot of people to go out and openly talk about their experiences with alcohol and uh you know illicit drugs legal drugs medication all sorts of things and you know i definitely did not have any hesitance in in sharing my experiences current and past and, and, and future with cbd oil and marijuana um you know i know that it's still very much even in this day and age uh, so not necessarily a taboo topic, but it's something that, you know, being a southeastern New Mexico, New Mexican boy and, you know, living in West Texas here, that it's certainly not the most, uh, you know, it, it doesn't come without its, its uh, shreds of controversy. And so, you know, that was one of the reasons that, I, that we got into it. It was one of the just, it just popped up. You know, we've, 
you know, especially with me, you know, and going back with my use of CBD oil and marijuana, it's done a lot for me. And I know that there's going to be people out there who are a little bit disappointed in that. Well, I mean, that's your disappointment to to bear and kind of understand. Uh, I'm not disappointed in my choices. You know, it's something that I want to share and discuss the realities of it. You know, uh, as I said in the episode, not really a big fan of a big pharma or using any type of uh, some medication that comes from the door of big pharma so you know i go the holistic matter you know the holistic approach if you will and so uh you know in this episode i think me and terrence made it both clear that where we're both at on that stance but i really hope you enjoy that episode certainly uh, a different one and uh part two sneak preview part two we kind of carry on with the conversation with cbd oil cbd oil and marijuana but we look at it more from uh you know a football perspective and just overall sports perspective so you might want to tune into that one um it's certainly another can't miss episode so please tune in to the ramblings of mad men part two which should be released later on this week uh, once again, just want to thank everyone for listening to the Cerebral Fit Podcast. You know, we're still fresh into 2019, so very much a growing podcast. Um, but also, as just an individual, you know, I'm really just happy uh, to be doing this. This is such a different thing from what I was doing a year ago last, you know, last year. And, uh, you know, I also really can't end this episode without giving a shout out to my friends in Department of Homeland Security across the nation. Uh, hang in there, y'all. I know this is a very tough situation. I've been in the, I've been in a shutdown several times. It is not fun. Uh, for those listening who are not in the government, this is very real, a very real thing. And there's a lot of good people I know out there who are missing out on paydays and, you know, their bills aren't going to be paid because of all this. So by all means, please, please pay more attention to what's going on in our country and really look at things from a a human level and not a not a republican not a democratic point of view just look at it from the perspective of a human being so once again to my friends in uh, lubbock texas seattle washington south carolina san francisco florida all across this country that i have gotten the pleasure to work with please keep your heads up roll the punches and uh you know just keep the faith steer the ship so nonetheless you know, huge, huge shout out to those folks. Um, you know, uh, once again, just thanks to all the love and support from my uh, family, friends, and all you other listeners that I haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet. Maybe one day we will. So nevertheless, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you all down the road. Adios. Mm-hmm.